Everyone is a character. All characters are Tatiana. Conclusion, Tatiana is everyone. You're listening to Tatiana's Everyone, an Orphan Black podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Stephanie. And while this episode does contain spoilers for Season 3, Episode 3, formalized, complex, and costly. Thank you, Chris. It does not contain any spoilers for future episodes. So, first impressions. It was a very utilitarian episode this week, I feel like. Yeah, lots of lots of info this episode. It was like it was like an info dump episode. Yeah. Not a lot happened. Although some of the stuff that happened was kind of significant. Yes. Yes. Not a lot happened, but we did get some significant reveal type moments. And yeah, a lot of information. I, I, I something that did make me happy is I feel like they did tie up some dangling loose ends from season two that I was curious about. Yes. And things that I was thinking, well, that's very convenient. <laughs> there was a gesture that went along with that, which is why I'm chuckling. But um, yeah, the, the, the Mark issue, whether or not Mark knew he was a clone, we've got answers. So there's that, at least. Because I remember when we first heard from John and Graham... Them saying at the time, big fat liars, that Mark didn't know he was a clone. I remember we were thinking, that's very convenient, though. This guy who doesn't know he's a clone ends up in the Prolethians, who are all about clones. Hmm. So this makes <laughs> far more convenient. sense. convenient. Exactly. This makes far more sense. So I, I believe when that reveal happened, I looked at you, Chris. It's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there were a few times this episode when you did that. It's true. It's true. Scott and Felix, like, interacted, and Stephanie, like, turned to me, and, like, her eyebrows went way up, and she's... Flirty, do we think? (laughs) (laughs) Little flirty, but Felix is generally flirty, so it's hard to tell. It's true. I'm kidding about the shipping. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Kind of. (laughs) So, can can I express my overwhelming sentiment for this episode? That I Please do. My largest one? I'm going to back away from the mic a little bit, because this might be loud. Oh. Delphine! <laughs> Where's Delphine? I thought it was going to be louder than it was. It was not that bad. <laughs> Where's Delphine? <laughs> Europe. Two Delphine-free episodes. I'm trying to figure out how to portmanteau that, and I'm falling short. I was just going to say... Delphine episodes? <laughs> Delphine? <laughs> So no Delphine, which was sad. But things that did make me happy, I liked that we got a a more emotional, softer side of art in this episode. Yes. That might be my favorite part of the episode. The art part? The art part. (laughs) (laughs) To which I say, see people, Stephanie likes art. (laughs) And refers to herself in the third person. But anyway. But yes, the art part. I like that. Good. Good, I'm glad. I also appreciate that we finally sort of have a little bit more perspective on the Art and Beth relationship. A lot of Beth mentions this episode, too, which also, uh, like, perks my ears up and makes me sort of take notice and try to get a better picture of who she was as a person. Still a lot of questions about Beth, but... Yeah, sir. You know, it's good that they're sort of keeping it 
in there, though. Yeah, they you know haven't. I mean? They they've kept her alive, even though she died in the first episode. In it, but she's she's still a presence on the show. I really like gone, but not forgotten. I really liked that moment where Kasima said, "I knew Beth, and I knew what she was going through." I really, you know, we really miss her. I got weirdly excited that Art and Kasima and Scott have met now. I got weirdly a little bit emotional and sad when Kasima said that thing to Art about Beth. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's Kasima saying it, and I'm thinking, you might be gone soon, too. But I don't think so. That just occurred to me now. <laughs> Everybody listening is so mad at you right now for making them think about that. Nobody wants to think about that. Kasima's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. This is supposed to be the happier episode, Stephanie. <laughs> Sorry. Quit ruining it. <laughs> Kasima is going to be fine. Delphine is going to come back. She'll have curly hair. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not Probably yet. Probably not yet. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, har- the, the art part made me very happy. Kevin Hanchard made me very happy this week. The art part warms your heart? <laughs> Oh, darn it. Darn it. Shoot. The art part warms my heart. Smart? No. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, you, you just shouldn't start. No. You're better at puns and wordplay than I am. I'll just let leave that up to you. Start. <laughs> I was making a joke. <laughs> Did you just say start? <laughs> I said you just shouldn't start. And you said no, I really shouldn't. But I was making a joke with the... Never mind. See, you're better with wordplay and puns than I am. I missed the start joke. <laughs> Don't start with me, Chris. No, no, Chris is gone now. She's just giggling. <laughs> uh, anyway. Chris is crying this week, but tears of laughing, not stress crying. Yeah, d- just right now. Oh, do we want to talk about the stress crying tweet? <laughs> yes, I kind of do. Because I had tweeted a couple hours before the episode started something like, you know, are we all emotionally prepared for tonight's new Orphan Black episode? I am not. <laughs> it was, I think, part of the, the tweet. And uh, I believe it was Clone Club Australia responded with stress tears imminent, question mark. And so I responded to them with, I hope not, but probably so. And then Clonecast, at Clonecast, which is the Orphan Black podcast, I'm talking about the official one now. The, so they, the one produced by Temple Street, who produces Orphan Black. Who have insider knowledge. Yes. They responded with, oh, they're imminent. Trust us. I gotta say, though, well, first we should start, I guess, with how did that affect you, Chris? <laughs> how did that make you feel? Extreme worry. Extreme worry. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. Which is maybe, because you told me about this, and then we had that part where... <laughs> part of the art part where art leaves Sarah alone in the diner. And, and I was like, Oh, I'm worried. Sarah's left alone. I'm really worried. And I had also earlier in the episode tweeted something like, you know, I, I love art so much right now. And space channel retweeted it. And so those things combined in my head to, Oh my God, is art going to die? <laughs> and he did not. Thank goodness. I know. Right. That would have been awful. Especially since we got so much good art parts. (laughs) It would not have been smart. (laughs) I can't think of words that rhyme with art. I keep thinking of ones that have like an R sound in the middle, but I'm blanking. But I gotta say, as far as stress crying goes, this was a no stress crying episode. It's true. I I didn't stress cry. I, I was saying 
after the episode that there weren't stress tears. And let's be honest, if any of us was going to start stress crying, it was going to be me. Mm -hmm. It would have. <laughs> Not that terrible things didn't happen, but terrible things happen to people I don't really care about. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which probably sounds awful, but my reaction to the fact that Mark is sh was shot and presumably is dead now was a little dance in Chris's kitchen saying, just two down, two to go, two down, two to go. <laughs> there was actually a dance. I can confirm this. <laughs> Cold and heartless, Stephanie. I know, I know. But I asked last episode, can they just die? I really would be okay if they just died now. And it's happening a lot faster than I thought it would. <laughs> Such is the way of Orphan Black, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't really expect it to happen, but it happens. Yeah. Your, your father was inviting me to have more compassion for the caster clones, but... And then I asked him if he was sad about Rachel getting injured last season, and he said no. Because, well, his whole argument is like, but we just found out they're family, so we should we should care about them now. And I'm like, did you were you upset by Rachel getting injured? And he's like, no. I said, were you sad that Helena got shot by Sarah at the end of season one? Not really. <laughs> so only compassion for dudes, apparently. Apparently, apparently. But I, I don't know, of the of the clones, the caster clones we've met, Mark and the soldier guy were the most benign, I guess. But Mark still brutally killed that guy in season, the beginning of season two, so. Well, the soldier guy waterboarded Helena yesterday, or last, last week, yesterday, yesterday well, episode. Yeah, yeah, participated in that. So none of them, none of them stellar individuals. Not from what we've seen, no. Nope. nope. And the other guy who died this episode, it has like, a confederate flag hanging in his barn so heck with him pretty much that <laughs> <laughs> we did this was three episodes in a row that somebody got tortured we were talking about torturing in our last episode and there's been a lot this season there has and i don't know how to feel about it yeah <sighs> again i want to i want to think it's purposeful because they are exploring the military industrial complex and like we mentioned last time it was it's been a big piece of the conversation about the U.S. military in recent years, but it is growing wearisome. All of the all of the torturing. Weirdly, I'm hoping they get it all out of the way at the beginning of the season, mostly because I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. as always. Yeah. So something else that made you happy? Art didn't die. Yay. <laughs> I, I am happy that uh, none of our major characters have died. Yeah. Nothing terrible, terrible happened to them this episode either. Right. Helena had a pretty great confrontation. Oh, that was, yeah. With with the ugliest Mark yet. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Paul. Paul, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she made her little machine gun noises, which that was kind of weirdly cute, which probably shouldn't be, but it was. But I just like Helena being all badass uh, toward these guys holding her prisoner. Yeah, it's nice, that whole... I mean, poor Helena, who keeps getting locked in cages and such, and I I like that Helena's like, I'm not gonna take this crap anymore. It's all full of tood. <laughs> we, we like Helena when she's full of tood. <laughs> Toward oppressive, authoritarian figures. Exactly. Slash men who are cruel or mean to women. Oh, we need to remember to talk about the the notebooks and the hair sample and that business in our in our long episode because what? <laughs> <laughs> that's I I thought that's what those were. The last episode when he took it out of Seth's pocket. Mhm. Mm 
Yeah, I I didn't get a great look at it, and I've only I haven't been able to watch rewatch that episode yet. So I didn't get until they was showing it in the previously this week. I it just looked black to me, but it was definitely the book for sure. Right, I was pretty sure I saw pages ah when he grabbed it because there wasn't a good look at it, but yeah, it's just like the edge, which I thought looked like pages. Scott's squeamishness, squeamishness. We got we got pretty excited about that, and Felix regretting looking at the brain. <laughs> I was going to say I did. And this sounds weird, and I know, but anyway, the the bathtub autopsy, <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that scene, which, so many things wrong with that sentence. <laughs> I would say, you know, just they, the one thing. they really should have gotten Allison. I feel like Allison would have been a big help with dealing with that body. But luckily, Cosima came. I think Cosima could be a help, too. True. Besides but, just removing the brain. I was going to say, but she really was just there for the science of it. As opposed to actually cleaning up. I don't it's know. It's true. So we do have this question. What happened to Seth's body once she removed the brain? Did poor Felix have to deal with that all by himself? Because Sarah was off wherever. I would think that Felix would call Allison about it. Don't you? I hope he did. That because would... he, I mean, his apartment was a mess until yeah. Allison came in and cleaned it all. So here's hoping. Maybe next episode. I don't know. But But she's so busy because she was making soap. I also enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed Allison making soap to cover the fact that she's selling drugs. <laughs> yes, Allison with her little beautiful baskets of homemade soap. That's really a commitment. It's it's a commitment to make soap from scratch like that. Yeah. That is not melt and pour. That is that is soap from scratch. It is, because Donnie mentioned the lard, so mm-hmm. and yeah. There's lot there's lye involved and he's not wrong. There are there are you know, fumey stuff involved. Because saponification. Yes. <laughs> Though really, she should be using some other types of of fats besides just lard. Right. But, but anyway, <laughs> she'll she'll get there. Because <laughs> clearly the soap is the priority. <laughs> I love how we're discussing, like, soap making process right now. Because <laughs> Orphan Black, man, that's... But that confrontation between her and the jocker who wasn't going to give her the time of day until she pulled out the little thing of soap, that that was pretty great. It was. And I kind of... Flashing the pills and, like, so about the school board. (laughs) Right here. And I gotta say, I love Donnie's plaid jacket. Because it's been a while since I mentioned something in regards to wardrobe, so there we go. (laughs) I do like the plaid jacket, yeah. Looks good on him. Was there anything else specifically that made you happy? You know, it kind of made me happy to, it, which is maybe weird, but it kind of made me happy the confrontation we see between Gracie and the creepy guy, the creepy furry guy. Where Mr. Finch? Yes, exactly. I just like calling him the creepy furry guy. I, I think I think most of us will know who you mean. Yeah, if not all. I I appreciated him, or excuse me, I appreciated how she tapped into her creepiness to strong arm him a, a bit. Like I think. She's learning her father how her father used that type of thing to manipulate her and other people and using that against him. Question, was it her father or was it her mother? Because it sounds more like her mother. That's fair. But I think we've also seen true, he usually takes a kinder touch. He's he's like the charming kind of creepy, unnerving guy. That's fair. The mother seems like creepy by force. That's trick. But I, I do think that she heard that sort of sentiment from both of her parents. and Oh, I'm sure. I think that was definitely a moment where you see, oh, she realizes the tools 
that were used against her, and she's turning them against somebody else. I found that a very interesting moment. Mm-hmm. So... What was that? The uh, We Prolethians are fast friends, but fearsome enemies or something, right? Something to that effect, right? I believe you, Gracie. Mm-hmm. Gracie is creepy. <laughs> she is. I... I have mixed feelings about Gracie. Oh, I also got really happy when she was clearly getting excited when Mark was unbuttoning her shirt. Like, she looked really excited about this. Like, I'm going to have the sex. (laughs) (laughs) That warmed my heart a little. (laughs) We're going to fornicate it. (laughs) That's a Freaks and Geeks reference, which you don't get, but maybe other people will. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's a very charming character on the show, very sheltered from a very religious family, and she is very religious, who just tends to not get expressions quite right. Uh, and so she refers to somebody who has sex as, she fornicates it. <laughs> she also, when, when she realizes somebody has been smoking marijuana, says, you're on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Freaks and Geeks if you haven't. It's a great show. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, it was, it was a, a, an informative episode. For sure. We'd also like to give a huge thank you to Kat for that bit of audio that we have as our intro now. If it's okay with you, Kat, we would like to use that as our intro for the remaining episodes for season three. That would be great. Let us know if that's okay. Also, thanks to Leanne for this bit of audio that she left on SpeakPipe. As we've said many times, please use SpeakPipe or call us and leave a message. I'm sorry, Leanne, I think SpeakPipe did cut you off. There's a minute and a half limit. So sorry about that. But here is the message that Leanne left. Hi, this is Leanne from Brisbane in Australia. I've just watched episode three of season three of Orphan Black. Once again, absolutely mind-blowing. A few thoughts about this episode. Art just broke my heart when he admitted he'd been in love with Beth. That was so sad. And I think the bond between him and Sarah um, is so much more understandable now. Um, Gracie kind of impressed me when she went to collect the package. Um, yeah, she's made of tough stuff. When she grows up a bit, she's going to be formidable. Um, Helena cracks me up as usual. I believed her when she told Paul that she was going to kill them all, but I did kind of feel for Paul. I believe him when he says he was really sorry it came to that. I can't help but want to believe Paul. Sarah finding out that the male clones are literally the clone club's brothers. That's really interesting. Um, I didn't actually think they were literally going to be brothers, so I think that's going to be a very interesting arc for the whole series. So, um, Alison was always very amusing, tough stuff. We would love to hear your thoughts about this episode, what made you happy, what observations you made. You can go and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode at tatianaiseveryone.com slash 60... Seven. Seven. Thank you, Chris. You can also send us an email to feedback at tatianaiseveryone.com. You can send us a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right hand side of our website, or you can call and leave a voicemail at 972 514 7223. 
We're on Twitter at TIE Podcast, and we're also on Facebook. And in this episode, the art part was played by Tatiana Mazzani. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.